Monday in the morning. Welcome to my home, into my kitchen. What is it about kitchens that are so personal, that allow you to feel like you're in the heart of the home? And so today, I am excited to be sharing a piece of my heart with you. As you get to know me more, you'll know that I understand that there is no other time but right now. That's all we own is the right now. And I'm so excited that you've decided to spend this one moment with me. So I was thinking, what is the finality of December? Like, what is the completeness of December that as December is coming along, I start getting a little bit overwhelmed that I have not boxed up my whole year, put it, you know, with a bow on it, taped it up, wrapped it up and done everything that I was supposed to do. What is it about December that makes you feel like you only have 30 more days to accomplish the entire world, like to lose those 20 pounds, to start the business, to write the vision, whatever that is, that waking up in December makes you realize you've done nothing yet. And then what is it? about the start or the inauguration of January that says you've got to begin something new. There are 31 days in December and there's 31 days in January. They both have 2,678,400 minutes in them. And besides the day that you were born and the day that you die, we each have the same amount of minutes in those months. So what is it about December that makes us feel like it's over and January make us feel like we started or like we have to start? But then I started thinking, is that the way you want it? Here's my call to you. Throw the whole resolution away. We're going to be talking about the beginning and why January to February and March to April and June to July have no bearing on how it is you're going to start. Because, I mean, it's January. We probably already stated our resolutions. And with these few days into January, somebody has already failed at the resolution. You know why? Because resolutions don't work. I haven't conquered the world. I haven't lost the 20 pounds. There is no world domination over here. But we did achieve one thing in our business. At the Cupcake Collection, we conquered this number that was uh, evading us for the last 13 years, and we accomplished more in revenue than we've been able to do in 13 years in this 12 months. Hi, I'm Mignon Francois, and I'm the founder and director of Joy at the Cupcake Collection. And here's why you should care. I started my business on the last $5 that I had to feed my family for the week or for the month 
It was all we had left to do and turned it into a legacy with over 5 million cupcakes sold. We did that with no knowledge, no experience, no education in the business. We did it with no money. We did it with no credit. In fact, we were losing the house that the cupcake collection exists in right now. And we've been able to now own that house and be voted as the best cake in the places where our bakery exists. We had one simple ingredient and that was hunger. Have you ever been hungry? Like hungry, where there's a pit in the bottom of your stomach that sort of makes your body want to curl into itself. Like hunger that makes you want to change your situation and say, enough is enough. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I feel like that's what January beckons us to, to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm done doing the same old thing. And what the turning point for me was rap lyrics. I'm a girl who loves rap music and Jesus. And there is a familiar song called Otis. It is one of the best collaborations, not just my words, with Jay-Z and Kanye. And the, the lyrics, Kanye comes in and his part of the lyrics say, they ain't see me because I pulled up in my other bins. Last week I was in my other, other bins and I am no lyrical DJ, but I was like, God, wait a minute. Do you love him more than you love me? I mean, because he has options and they're luxurious. I mean, he has a choice on which Mercedes Benz he's going to drive today. And I don't even have a car. And I heard God say, are you willing to put in what they put to get what they got? I mean, I know that's not perfect English or anything, but that was the call to understanding. And what I realized is that people who were wildly successful never said that it was easy, but they did say that it was worth it. And what I determined in my mind at that time, as I was walking down the street, listening to these lyrics, when there was no electricity in my house on a regular basis. And when I just decided to flip on the faucet, water did not come out for me, but the people living all around me and all of their affluence, because I was living in a neighborhood where they would tear down one house and put up 15. And it was becoming a place that I wouldn't even be able to afford to live. And I was like, all right, God, fine. I'm willing to do what they did because here's what was happening with me. I wasn't willing to do the work that I was asking God to bless me for. Work, I begin to learn, is required of you. So if I wanted to get what they had, then I had work to do. So to escape the finality of December and the overwhelming call of January to start something, I want to encourage you to throw the resolution away.
One Forbes magazine says, here is why resolutions don't work. We set our goals too big. We can't plan properly in order to turn our ideas into habits. And we can't garner support around it because people can't understand what we don't even understand ourselves. So instead, I'm asking you to do this one simple thing that I have learned in my life. I choose one word. That's it. One simple word to be connected to. What happens to me in about October or November of every year is that a word tends to resonate with me. It will start showing up on the radio, on a billboard, in a magazine. When I flick on the TV, I start seeing a word that begins to always flash in front of my life. And as I take inventory of the word that's going to govern me for the next 12 months ahead in the new year, it will begin to bring me joy as I think about it. And as I think about that word, I start seeing that word manifest to me. So one year, my word was shift. And another year, my word was focus. Another year, my word was joy. And it became so synonymous with my life that I put it on my email, that I learned my name meaning is connected to it. And I just wanted to be synonymous with joy. So I began to declare it in everything that I did. Now, here's why choosing that one simple word over your resolution will work for you. If we go back to the examples that were left in that Forbes magazine, it said that we create big lofty goals that we can't even remember to form habits out of it and can't get anyone else around it. But what's lovely about this one word, it's manageable. It's easy to gather support around it and turn it into a habit because anyone can remember your word. So if I tell you that I'm going to be all about joy, then everyone around me knows when I stop acting joyful, hey, Mignon, that's not you. I thought you wanted to be about joy. Hey, Mignon, I thought we were staying focused. I thought we were following one course until we became successful. I thought that fear wasn't governing our lives anymore, Mignon. And so when you have one word, it's easy to gather support around it and get other people on board with your word. And that's why it will work. So my word for 2022 is quickly. And I found myself going to a new city to celebrate this church that I follow online. They were going to be going back to in-person worship and I didn't make any plans. I went alone. I didn't rent a car. I didn't plan a hotel. I just got up and said, I'm going to be in Jersey when they celebrate their 16th year anniversary. And as I was getting ready to land on the plane, I start looking for, as we were taxiing down 
um, the runway, I started looking for hotels and I, wait a minute, they don't have any hotels in the city. I didn't know that there was going to be a big rival game. I didn't know there were going to be barely any hotel rooms because there was also a homecoming in town. And so the NFL and the college that exists there were taking up everything. And I was like, you know what, God, I see what you're trying to do. I am going to get excited about the fact that you want to take me on an adventure. And so I went on an adventure with God and I got to the day that I was going to go visit the church. And even the pastor from the pulpit says my word of the year. And he begins to pray a quickly blessing that you would be reaping and sowing at the same time. But what I want you to know about your word as you choose your word for the year, it's not going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. It's not going to come wrapped up in a bowl, just like your resolution doesn't come so easily. We're only a few days in and some people have to choose a new resolution or have thrown the whole resolution away even before I called you into this challenge. And so he was saying, I'm praying that you will be reaping and sowing at the same time because people don't know that you've been in business already for 13 years and they think you just showed up on the scene and it happened so quickly that you were an overnight success. But I want you to know, and many of you do that are sharing this space with me know that overnight success, according to Malcolm Gladwell, takes 10 years God doesn't think like we think. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, eight and nine, my ways are not your ways. I don't do things the way that you would do them. So as you're getting your word and you're so excited, I want you to know that it's not going to appear the way that you think it will. So while I thought that all the work that I've been putting in, it was going to show up quickly, that I was going to be able to start reaping things. But what I didn't know is that quickly my situation was going to change. Quickly, relationships were going to walk out of my life. Quickly, people who had been on my team for a really long time were going to turn around and go in another direction. Quickly, I was going to be back in a position that I hadn't been in before. And I had to look at the situation and say, okay, God, I see what kind of adventure you're trying to take me on. So as I'm thinking about how God does things, I am reminded of Isaiah 43, 19. And Isaiah 43, I'll start with Isaiah 43, 18. And in Isaiah 43, 18, it says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. Verse 19 says, for I am about to do something new. I have already begun. Do you not see it? I make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Here's what I want you to be encouraged by. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what other people say. 
that word that's on the inside of you, that's beckoning you to begin in January, that's beckoning you to have a vision that's going to pave the way for your future is God calling you from the wilderness. And it's springing up something on the inside of you that's bringing you joy and happiness because God said, I am a God of a new thing. You can't expect him to do it like he did it for her and like he did it for him and like he did it for them because he's going to do a new thing. God says, I am able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything that you can even imagine in your mind. But it doesn't say that he will. It says that he's able. He says, I can. He doesn't promise you that he will. He never said it would be easy, but the promise is that it will be worth it. So now what I want you to do is get your pencils out. I want you to get ready to write the vision. I've got my pencil. I've got my paper. Here is why I want you to use a pencil. Because we are leaving room for God to edit our vision. We are leaving room to use the eraser for what we want to have and make room for God to collaborate with us on what it is that he wants to do because he doesn't think like we think. He can do greater than we have the capacity to imagine even in our mind. And so we are going to use a pencil to write our vision and then make room for God to ink that in eternity as he begins to allow things to unfold for you. And you're going to start saying that word and you're going to start manifesting the things that God has designed for you in your business, in your week, in your day, in that word. For me, God has designed something to happen quickly. Even this time that we're spending together right now on Monday morning was decided very quickly. And I hope today that brings you joy as you consider your word over your resolution. Now, before I get ready to go, I want you to be encouraged by this. Here is why choosing one word matters so much. John 1.1 says, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. I want you to know that nothing exists apart from words. You are the result of some word that your dad said to your mom that she liked. You are the product of words your parents said to each other. In her new book, Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown talks about the power of words and how your feelings are not communicated by your words, but that in fact, our feelings are commanded by our words. So that what happens is we say how we feel and then our actions take form according to the words that we say. 
That's why you'll always see me live by from here forward. And if you look in the past, that I speak what I seek until I see what I've said. And that's my prayer for you, that you will speak what you seek until you see what you've said. So now I'm asking you, what are you going to birth with your words? You have a whole week to think about what your word is for 22. If you haven't already figured out that resolutions don't work because they're just too big and you just have this one simple assignment to just consider one word, all you need is one simple word to keep up with, one small thing to be a steward over for the next 12 months for the next 2,678,400 minutes that January is beckoning you to. I want you to let that word envelop you and know that Jesus himself in John 1:14 was called the word made flesh. And that's what you are too. You are the word made flesh. So now, what are you going to birth with your words? It's a new creation week. We're not looking at this week like a work week because we're going to collaborate with God on some things and we're going to write it in pencil, leaving room for him to do his thing. And then next week, we're going to talk about how God showed us in creation what it is like to be an entrepreneur through the example that he left us in the six days that he put the whole thing together. So I want you to unbox the resolution and just pull out the one word. All you need is one. And I hope that brings you joy.